0: Hello, and welcome to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, a weekly radio show featuring conversations with successful women who have shown bravery, integrity, and independent thinking to lead a truly rich and rewarding life. Produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And now, here's your host of Life on Purpose, Deb Coletti.
1: Hi, I'm Dove Colletti, and I am here with you on Life on Purpose. Today, I have a guest uh, with me, Sarah Guinan Nixon, who is the owner of a number of establishments in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, She is a person with boundless energy, a smile on her face at all all times through. uh, She has 90 employees at the top of the summer. Um, She's a gardener in the trenches, really, literally and figuratively. She grew up in Washington, D.C., where her parents were community activists. Uh, You'll hear some incredible stories about uh things that they did in and for their community and she still lives in washington dc with her three kids and her husband bob who's a very talented filmmaker he actually did uh gorillas in the mist which i did not know all these years and you'll hear some uh, very interesting stories about his adventures she just hosted the obamas here last week for dinner uh unbeknownst and we talk about that a little bit in the interview in our conversation uh, that maybe they're gonna come, maybe they're gonna come. Well, they did come. And that's our Sarah. Uh, she does bring them flocking. Uh, to recap, she owns the Menemsha Inn. Uh, then she bought the Beach Plum Inn
2: Metamorphosis yeah and that's our, our middle r- name
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just recently bought the Homeport one of the oldest establishments on the vineyard I would say right how old is that
2: ah uh, it's 80 years old 80. this year wow. and the Medemption actually is 87 years old oh my goodness so a long long history and the Beach Plum is celebrating its 60th anniversary uh,
1: how many years ago did you start buying the first inn
2: uh my son Bobby is 14 and that makes it 12. 12. So two,
1: you had a two-year-old, your first child. Almost,
2: and I had a two-year-old and I had an infant.
1: And you were the Bob Newhart of Martha's Vineyard. I hope bed I'm and a little breakfast. cuter than you Bob. You are cuter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you have a
1: lot more hair, too. Exactly. But these, these people, we have these dreams of doing that. Let's buy a bed and breakfast and, and that'll be really fun. It must be fun because you're still doing it and I'm growing. still
2: doing it. I'm still doing it. It's become more and more fun. Um, I don't think it was that wasn't the idea when we set out to yeah. do it. Um I I'm not e i am not I was I was thinking about it the other day and someone said why why did you do this? And I said, It just kinda happened. Um we live next door to the Menem Shinn mm-hmm. and the Beach Plum. Summers only though. Summers only. Because you're based yeah. in DC. We're based in DC. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're back and forth quite a bit. And no. we've spent a lot of uh now even more so, but we always we the fall is my favorite time and mm-hmm. I love the early spring. And uh when I had Bobby, I think my husband Bob is a filmmaker. Right. I was running his production company. I see uh, we that. We a That's small little uh, practice production for company. Good production company. Exactly. Like God. And I had been in production before and done events. And mm-hmm. that was my kind of gig. And he, how, how did it all go? The, the Steves um, had had it, they have mm-hmm. been doing it for a long time. long time. They'd raised their family at the Menemtion, um, And they were ready to wrap it up. And it hadn't gone on the market, um, but we did know that um, they had kind of put it out there that they were thinking about subdividing it and turning it into six McMansions with guest houses. Which and was pools. scary in this beautiful little Chilmark town. Pretty, that, pretty yeah. scary, because yeah. we, we really are, this little place camps, up on the hill is... Camps, yeah. yeah. And it's the base station for this town mm-hmm, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And um, so it would have really changed our little neck of the woods in Manempsha. And I think also that Bob, um, I'm not sure if this is a compliment or exactly what it is, but he said she's not a director, mm-hmm. um, but she. Kn- I, I looked at him. I said, "What? I know how to cook." Yeah. <laughs> Clean toilets? What's the deal? Yeah, but you're a producer. <laughs> Corral a natural people. Natural producer and a multitasker. So definitely. Uh, yeah. mul- I, if that's... My son has told me that doesn't exist, Mom. Multitasking. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, yeah, exactly. Really? What does he call all this that you do? <laughs> he said it's absolutely impossible. It's impossible
1: to do multitasking, Mom. Because pro- boys linear think. They don't think... Well, that's not true. Sorry, boys. But it is a women's network, so we can say anything we want.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, um, so that all kind of happened, and we thought that it would be a good investment, and then I think and also... I think Bob thought, if anything ever happened to me, I know Sarah could run this show with her eyes closed.
1: How much of this is you at the ends, and how much is Bob involved? With the ends and the um, managing of all of
2: it, I, we always try to think about it like a football team. Yeah, I, like um, I don't really. I'm not sure I like the analogy so much because I feel like the quarterback <laughs> bloodied are the quarterback. on the field. I know that. So that's the story. <laughs> and I kind of try to figure out: is he in the box or is he down on the field coaching? So <laughs> well, that. And sometimes you get to throw a lateral. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <it> <laughs> exactly. So I would say that I'm on the ground. Yeah. Um, and I'm here, uh, I know, you know each, and one, each and every one of my employees and their names and mm-hmm. where they live and what their family, um, where their families are. I've visited people in Jamaica, seen their homes, wow. um, and uh, I'm a big vital part of it. Yeah. And I think that I'm married to a big picture person, and as one of my friends says, um, we're gardeners, Sarah. Oh, we he, water these
1: plants, mm-hmm. we, we prune them, we fertilize them. You're in the trenches with your sleeves rolled up. You got I it. love that quote. Oh, well, I think
2: more in marriage, I'm a gardener, but that's, a <laughs> well, that's
1: excavating, you that's digging in. <laughs>
2: got it. Um, so that was the story. So we had the um, Madame and we were the third owners in 87 years, well, um, as of you know today, but it was pretty incredible. You wanted to incredible. keep it from becoming something that would have
1: hurt this environment too, which is really nice, maintaining what what it's been in improving it but not making it a mick, mick uh, absolutely. hotel
2: I'm, i mean i think that the the special thing about the menemtian and the beach bum but more so the menemtian mm-hmm. is is that the menemtian is um, over the 87 years become a part of people's tradition in, mm-hmm. that they can come to chilmark come to menemtia rent a room with ha- the great ha- a great dining room, room rent a little to. house right um, and have their own home mm-hmm. here scattered on out over swimming. how many acres um, we're over 15 acres. Well, so in this whole prop, around the entire property is around 20 acres. All um, together. Can altogether. you walk from one to the other now? Yeah, we're right next combined door. It all. We're yeah. um, we are uh, far away on the road mm-hmm. and right next door to each other within inland. And looking down to the most beautiful seascape
1: over. It's, really it's like. A couple hundred feet above Manemsha the harbor where Josh right was the, filmed, at the beachfront. That's um, where we are. Which is it still looks like an 1800s, you know, fishing village pretty much, with a few yeah. cars in it, but otherwise it's <laughs> shacks and lobster pots and uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, you've got good manners and good taste, and and that's appreciated in these old. Yankee villages where you, you do have to ask a lot of permission, you know, across the street. You have
2: to ask a lot of permission. You got to think about every single thing that you do, mm-hmm. and there isn't really a rule book. And no. I, I walked into the building inspector's office um, a few weeks ago, and and he um, and I had we had just gotten permission to have lunch at the homeport, which is the new. Restaurant that um, the Martha's Vineyard Savings Bank so kindly has loaned me the money to get. So, Upload <laughs> for the savings exactly, bank. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Chris Wells. Check it off. So, <laughs> um, the story is is that I I had we had just gotten permission to have lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, the homeport has not had lunch in in many years, and um, although the two previous owners had tried, and I walked into the office because the about a week before uh, Lenny had come in and he. Um, I had put out a chalkboard, a sandwich chalkboard on the road saying, lunch at the home Port." It's a big deal. Get ready. It's a big deal. And he promptly came in, drove up, parked in the parking lot, and took the sign and brought it in and said "You can't have that sign. No. And so they called me and they said, well, our sign's gone. And I said, well, wait a second. I had this sign. You know, Lenny, Mm -hmm. I had this sign um, all last year for brunch. Right. And he said, well, you lucked out because I you know you that, that you got I a freebie that I missed that yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> wow. but I came in and I said well what should I do right. and he said you know I, I'd like to know Sarah why you think you need a sign and he said the home port has been there for 80 years why do you think you need a sign and I said very quickly mm-hmm. because it's a lot cheaper than advertising <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which was the perfect thing i think to say to lenny to, to the good one. old yankee to the good old yankee um, and, and he, he, he uh he didn't you know he kept saying to me i don't understand it everybody knows the home ports there they all know they'll never come. serve lunch this is a big deal well and he said and, he, and i said and frankly you know I, I the lunch has been served before by other owners and i said now it's my turn to try mm-hmm. it and fail so <laughs> that was the deal and i said lenny if you know anything about I'm gonna give it a good try so it's going, it's getting there, it's catching on, which is kind what of What a incredible. great attitude,
1: though. You took that, which could have been combative with him and yeah. just... Well, worked. I had waited outside humor of Humor worked well for you. Humor
2: him. kind of worked. You should mm-hmm. have seen me. I, I uh, came to his office and he was in a meeting in quotes and um, he, and I'm crazy about him, actually. Of I course. Lenny I know this. is I know them fabulous. Them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I camped outside of his office and I said, uh, I came in and I said, Lenny, you know, knocked on the door and I'm here and I'd love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he said, well, you'll have to wait a few minutes. And I so I'll be waiting right outside. And, you know, 30 minutes went by. How 45 how minutes went by. An hour went by. I'm probably going to get in big trouble for no, telling I'll this story. i never be hearing it. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't love know. to be talked
1: about, people. love to be talked about good, better, and different. Oh, talked God. about me. Well, you
2: would have loved it. I, I did. I organized my entire purse. I dumped out the bag all over the floor of town hall. <laughs> I set up camp. And I said, Lenny, I'll just be out here. I'm, yeah. I'm working on my purse. Come take a look. And he's looked at me and I no. totally wanted to die. I said no, no. I have a lot I could get done while I'm while I'm waiting oh, for you. Oh my God! And so, I'm
1: not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, you are so too. That was funny. excellent.
2: And and I said, to Lenny you know, listen. There's this. There's a rule book. I see it there on your desk. And I said, and then there's a rule book. Right. That none of us know what's in that rule book. It's mm-hmm. unwritten. Um, and I said, and I'm, I appreciate a little education. Um, and I, you know, I'm trying to just make this Get happen. Get along and go I'm trying along. to, I'm trying to yeah. make this happen and I need your help, frankly. So Lenny is sitting there. He said, You can't have the sign. And I said, Well, it's too expensive for the ads. And I looked at him and I kind of sat there and I said, Well, what do you think about flags? <laughs> 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 and he, he looked at me and he just shook his head. Oh my God. And he said, He's like, you know, put his arms up and he said, Guess I can't say anything about that, Sarah, now, can I? <laughs>
0: And oh I said, fantastic,
2: but the best part of the story, are you ready for the best part of the story? I went down and I didn't really talk to anybody about it. And you know, in this town, you have to kind of hold your cards close. <laughs> so I went down to Manempsha and I went to the Texaco and I had parked my car and uh, was walking to go grab, you know, pay a bill at the fish market or something. And, and I came back to my car and it was the sweetest thing. Someone had heard about this story somehow, time. It, the word travels yeah. so fast in this place. And I came back and in my speedometer was a pack of hot tamales, which is my one of my favorite treats. Me too. So hot tamales in my speedometer and a rolled up flag that said open Oh with little shredded goodness. thing on my passenger seat. No, 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 nothing. Just the hot tamales and a flag on the passenger seat. And I thought, I like Wow, who who, it, who knows? You don't know. I, the, on, the anonymous hot I tamale get flag giver. That is very cool story. And it was definitely not a summer person.
1: No, no, no. Summer people, some are not. And that's what they think <laughs> of us. We're, we're not the first generation or the fourth generation here. You nine, have nine, to be nine. seven yeah. or, or a, a longer. And we are going to take a break. And when I come back, I want to talk about your family mm-hmm. and how you have had two further children since you bought the first in. And uh, we'll talk Crazy about lady. that. Crazy lady. That's true. We'll talk about it in just a minute.
0: You, too, can join in the conversation. Go online to hearwomantalkradio.com and chat live now with Deb Colletti from Life on Purpose. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Colletti.
1: I'm back here with... uh... Sarah Nixon, who, aka Hot Tamale, from here to Bournemouth. Oh before. my God, <laughs> that's going to be If you could my see dude. her, you'd say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, who is the mother also of three children Bobby, Maggie, and Jack. What yeah. great names. And Thank a husband being named Bob. A Bob. A Bob.
2: How did you guys meet? We met in a blind date. You're kidding. Yeah, and you were a yeah. kid, right? You are in I was your a early kid. 20s? I was, yeah, I was only 23 years old. Funny. So I was a baby, but I had lived a. Long life and the short years. Yeah,
1: we do that. We young maverick girl. This girl is definitely a maverick. Taking the bolt by the horns. (laughs) Yes, you
2: are. How did it all go? I was working in, uh, doing music production and promotion, Mm -hmm. and working at a company called Cellar Door, and I was one of the only women in this company. And from the time I was 18 years old, not surprised. Yeah, and I went. Was putting myself through school and doing shows and um, representing artists and really had been in a situation where I had a great mentor a guy named Scott Clayton and who plucked me out of the job I was doing from the time I was 16 I worked um, part-time for a woman who did events the biggest event producer in the city in Washington and I worked for her in night times and on weekend when I was going to school and then when I graduated from high school um, I wasn't I wasn't exactly a School is not my thing. Yeah, yeah, so. well, we can agree on that. <laughs> I'm a but, worker. I'm a worker. But you're
1: brilliant, and you found it by way other means of uh, than academics. It really doesn't work for everybody.
2: Doesn't work for think, everybody. Yeah, no. So I went. I did go to school because that was the thing that my parents said to me: if you right. want us to pay for school, then you need to show us that you can get good grades. Right. And um, and I said, well, can I do that at night or in the morning? Because I'm on a path I'm already going (laughs) down a career. Exactly. And tickets to pay, as my father would say. (laughs) So That was it. So I did everything from working in a little preschool um, in the mornings and going to school in the afternoons and then working at night. Yeah. Um. So I kind of I was thinking, when did I sleep? Not that often. Yeah. We are still asking me that question. You don't get much sleep. You got so much energy. It's unbelievable. (laughs) I'm not sure where it comes from.
1: There's the one big coffee attack. so um, this one person plucked you out and he did showed he, up obviously as somebody great. that was pluckable
2: it was pretty amazing i was in a situation a where shift. i worked for a really 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 unbelievable woman sharon thomas and sharon um was one of these women that was larger than life mm-hmm. um it was baptism by fire working for her wow. um she was an incredibly huge personality and incredibly talented person but i would say um uh, not always the happiest person. She was an incredible micromanager that left. It depended on her mood. She left you the color paper. You could tell. Uh oh, Uh-oh, bright red, not good. So, and she'd have a list of a hundred right. things for you to do. And she'd say um, she had her office in her home. And she did the biggest events in the city. And she was incredibly creative and, and, and unbelievably talented. And taught me how to do a cold call. And Um, and really, uh, empowered me in in an amazing way that you survived 17 years old. I survived it. I survived it. And she, um, she was one of those people that she'd say, all right, you're going to work. You're going to go pick up my son and then you're going to come back and have dinner. And then we're going to finish everything else we have to do. And you'll, you could sleep in the red bunk bed with Josh. So, So it was a little indentured servitude, but there you go. But I learned an incredible amount. And by the time I was, um, you know, about 19 years old, I was, um, you know, the the lead person on running the leukemia ball. Oh and, and it was pretty exciting stuff to have, do all those moving parts and pieces. What inspired you from your childhood? Is Was it your mom or your dad or a
1: particular person um, in the family?
2: I would say it was funny. My parents are here right now and, mm-hmm. and they stayed for the inn actually for the first time because I was all full at the inn at home. And um, my parents... <laughs> no I, baby Jesus. <laughs> you be no got you. it. I said, it's time to, we're going out. We're venturing out, folks. So they stayed the beach plum last night for the first time and I my dad said to me this is really great there oh. and I said well you know hey from one hospitality house to the next oh, and man. I um, grew up in a house um, my parents started one of uh, a community they've always been community organizers mm-hmm. and they in the center of DC in the poorest section of town uh, my mom and dad we had lived in a block of houses uh, and each house had a different function. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a uh, overnight shelter for people. One of the first Women's ones in Sandra the country. I read about yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so. You do, She's yep. a good googler. No, Woo-hoo. I got my I
1: got my background <laughs> on you,
2: girlfriend. I've known you for years, but I didn't know
1: so many things. I learned she about you. Uh, th- well, there which you is go. She's the community activist. Right. My mom and dad started an,
2: an amazing place. It's called the Community of Creative Nonviolence, right. and CCNV was a block of houses where we had a soup kitchen that served about 700 people a day. Um, we had an overnight shelter, um, one of the first, both were the first in the country, mm-hmm. and of a small group of people. It was a um, lefty, uh, amazing group of Catholics that mm-hmm. um, didn't talk a lot about the gospel, but lived it out. Right. Um, and at our house, you Practice would have...
1: What they exactly. We'd mm-hmm. have
2: Dorothy Day and Cesar Chavez and lots of amazing community <laughs> leaders. How cool so is that, was, to uh, grow
1: up with that around you?
2: You know, I mean, I think that, I think it took you, a lot away from yeah. it, and uh, it definitely was not the most ideal environment all the time for child raising No, but, but a lot of action and some a little drama that
1: showed you some yeah
2: definitely I I am prepared for anything mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much whatever guest comes my way and how much you can, yeah do you I, have a lot of sibs I siblings? have three three, yeah. boor, three brothers really and I have a Where mixed you, family the three boys are still in Washington. Younger, um, and older, uh, where are you? Uh, what, what do you think? Take You're the, the oldest and you raised them. Big boss, big boss. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed
1: it. You and I'm the eldest. Of I'm in charge. Many mothers are. Yeah, they um, well, they're,
2: they're significantly younger than I am. My mm-hmm. mom um, married Ed when I was about six or seven years old. <gasps> um, and uh, my. Um, I grew up in that environment, so we had a we had a lot of different stuff that was happening there. We had a medical clinic, we had a women's day center, we oh had my a goodness. place one of the first thrift stores, um, lots of different stuff. It was pretty. So a lot you of were running
1: an organization when you were a child with your mom. It sounds like you were pretty. We much, were a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, you had to be. Yeah. And we have a truck making a delivery outside. Yeah, Maybe it it's is. the fishmonger, or they're setting up a tent for a wedding tomorrow here. They're getting ready
2: for a wedding, and we've definitely got the um, the trucks are coming all morning long. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big weekend here at the beach. Well, Anyone we God. should
1: know, and this is the big week of uh, the Obamarama. Yeah, how the is that Obama- affecting you up here? Will, you have any, uh, I don't really
2: will have that impact you guys? I don't think it'll really affect us very much. I mean, mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people. Last year, I hung up the Hope. I had a big Hope poster <laughs> that I hung up, a giant... 10 by 8 foot banner that I hung up on the home port and uh, it was so sweet because the motorcycles had always come to park, the state police motorcycles, right. came to park in the boathouse, which no longer is, exists yes. as we said with the fire, and mm. um, they came roaring up, and everybody stopped. The entire I've never heard the homeport silent. Have you ever heard the no, homeport silent? Never. The entire dining room, you could hear a pin drop, and they all looked to see if Obama was coming, and they were. A little disappointed. Sadly mistaken. <laughs> exactly. Well, this could
1: be the one restaurant they come to, the Beach Plum, for dinner. They pick let's one see. restaurant every year. Sweet Life last year could be. Why not? Oh, I don't
2: know. I, let's cr- I'm crossing my, fingers, nice. crossing my fingers. Crossing my fingers. There's bec- no restaurant quite like this.
1: These walls have seen many a time and many a great visitors. Bar yes, mitzvahs here sure. and weddings and, and lots of really notable people, uh, writers and, and actors and so on, but yeah, we have our collection here in the vineyard, the well, best of it seems too.
2: I think so, and it was really very sweet. Um, the Sirius Radio just called, yeah. I guess, yesterday, and they yeah. said to me... What um, they stepping on my territory? I know, really, I said, I'm sorry, I'm already booked. So, <laughs> I'm with Deb. <laughs> so they, um they were so funny because they said, now tell us why, you know, I said, well, first of all, you shouldn't be interviewing me, you know, <laughs> let me give you, I'll give you the best person, our town moderator. I said, no, Everett Poole really is our, <laughs> is a town father. Right. And that's, you know, for me, that's why I come. Yeah. Because this is a, uh, a town of authentic, um, Authenticity,
1: right? You know, and it's people town. come here on their mopeds to see the celebrities' houses and so on. You can't
2: see a thing. Yeah, you but get don't you think from the road it's quiet? No, it's, I think absolutely. But I yeah. think that people come here. I think more summer people come here and want to be apart of mm-hmm. these communities for the people that live here. Yeah. To them, those are the celebrities. They wanna drive um, you know, down to the Texaco and have Marshall know their name. Exactly. They wanna walk into Larson's and have Betsy say, oh, Mrs. Smith, I've got your fish already. We have a saying here too, we don't know what you do off island,
1: and we don't really care. No. Here, you're you and know, And honestly, just, they really, yeah, really don't. They really <laughs> it's don't. Re- it's, it's remarkable, true. and it's so refreshing. People are left alone, and yeah, Bill Murray was behind me in the car <laughs> the other day, and he didn't have his lights on, so we wrote a song. Put on your lights, Bill
2: Murray. Put on your <laughs> well, lights Well, listen, Bill Murray, Bill Murray has been our number one guest at the Homeport this summer. I bet. And I'm not Poor sure. boys. He's got yeah, the yet. whole gang, yeah. they've come in every night. They have a specific waitress that they like, Ashley Maglio, who's adorable. Maglio. <laughs> Ashley be <laughs> here. Exactly. And he came in. You're going to love this one. I, we're, I, I'm really not. You're going to have to have a new song. Okay. Um, Bill Murray came in with a bag of... Of Lubriderm pump lotion <laughs> for all the waitresses, and we and they all kind of stopped and said, you know, really, well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm thinking. Do we think from dishwashing or from what? the
1: claw hands of the claw the lobster claws they're cracking all day? That's Seriously, hilarious. pump lotion, Lubriderm. He's out of his mind. He's out of ever loving mind, and we love him for it. P.S. My daughter is you're your biggest fan of uh, Sarah Nixon here my daughter's now 25 but has grown up going wait till you see Sarah with her kids she is so funny one of them just fell down and she just picked him up and said oh Jack you're fine come on let's go eat a
2: broken arm but no you're fine let's go my my approach is a little more low key I'm yeah. not I am not a hovercraft yeah. so that's my story I'm like that's all right great. dust yourself off and get your butt in the car um, but my I think we have a mutual admiration society because I have, have not only account. Myself, I'm crazy about Hadley, but uh, Maggie Nixon, Mary Agnes, is her number one fan, and it's Mary. kind of fun to. You know this better than I, but it's so nice to have um, all these kids to have had this gang that mm-hmm. they get together within the summer, mm-hmm. young and older. From you know, she's seen Maggie since she was a baby, two years old, Born, going to Pond yeah. View. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's pretty incredible. It's so and nice. And you have your own
1: relationship with the kids of different age. Yeah, it's so interesting. She thinks of you as a peer. I mean, you're probably. 20 years my apart, My Facebook whatever. friend. Exactly. <laughs> you were Facebook friends before we were. Exactly. And you're probably the same distance age between. You're right in the middle. But Hadley has her own relationship with Sarah. She knows you better. Just, I love you it. You've got to know Sarah. She's the best. Anyway. Oh, and I'm crazy about Hadley. Yeah.
2: But I think that that's something special. And that's, and I, I have to say, that's for me one of the other great things. That's mm-hmm. part of my joy of this job is that I absolutely love. I was, had a meeting the other day and I said to um, our staff members, I said, let's face it, guys." We run a restaurant, we run it, we run it in, um, and, we, and we're doing an okay job of it. But really what we do is youth development. Yeah. <laughs> I said, so let's get real. Exactly. Get with we're it, raising folks. everybody else's kids as you're well, we doing are. it. we are. I all mean, all they're the walking staff, in the door they're and they're the, having their first job.
1: If they didn't come to you with manners, they're going to learn them by the time they leave this summer. They
2: are. And I, everybody's, you know, you you know a lot of these kids. You see them. Mm-hmm. You've had your children and their peers yep. have all worked at these different establishments, but especially at the Homeport, it's amazing to watch kids walk in when they're 14 years old. Mm-hmm. They've never had that experience. Right. And for me, it's always, um, that's my, I love that. Ma- Maggie says to me, Mom, we have a little um, windowless room, an office in the center of the restaurant that has just a glass door on it with some fabulous fluorescent lights. It's very <laughs> chic. You great under those. It's really, really great. <laughs> and Maggie always says, Mom, you need to have like Lucy. The doctor is in. So, <laughs> that's it. She's like, hang the sign up. I would go into the fluorescent room. Sarah will see you now. <laughs> my next patient who's you know either having oh boyfriend
1: God. woes, doesn't exactly. know what to say to their mom. Stayed out all night. We're gonna go for another break, and when I come back, I want to talk about yeah, manners, civility, and what it's like to run it in, in these days. Me? We'll be back in just a minute.
0: <laughs> Why not join in the conversation right now? Go to hearwomantalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti.
1: Um, back with Sarah Nixon, and we were just talking about raising her family here, and her husband is editing a film down at the Birdhouse down the road a piece. Yeah. Um, and tell me about it. Her husband made Gorillas in the Mist. He uh, did. What, twenty he years did. ago. Yeah, twi- at
2: least no more than twenty wow. years ago.
1: I had no idea. He's this quiet gentleman kind of guy. Totally mellow. Yeah, I'll go into that side story. Son of also, but the
2: fact that he's making this
1: film. Say more about that.
2: Uh, he's working on a film right now. He, he did do Gorillas in the Mist, which is which is a great story. And and Bob, one of the things I love about Bob the most is that he gets an idea and he goes for it mm-hmm. from an incredibly young age. And and I, a little side on that, the Gorillas is a great one. Um, he uh, was the first film person to film Diane Fossey mm. um, ever. And and he, how it all happened was just writing her a letter. From the time he was, I think he was 16 years old, wow. he wrote all of those. Um, all the Leakey ladies, as they called them. There was the orangutan woman, Jane Goodall, right. um, and Diane were all students of, um, of uh, Lewis Leakey. And he wrote them all letters, and, and they had a correspondence for, I think, about 15 years. Unbelievable. And finally she said, and he would always say, when can I come and film you? When can I come and film you? And he's also a non, um, his highest degree is a degree in taxidermy. So he, <laughs> <laughs> which was one of uh Seriously? seriously. He has a degree in taxidermy. He does. He's an he environmentalist was a, a from a correspondence the old days
1: course. before it was chic to be an environmentalist. Yeah, he is he's,
2: he's uh, an original and it's yeah. it's fun to, um, not a lot of people know because he's not a big person no, who toots his own know. horn. He's incredibly mellow and mm-hmm. many of these shows that are on television now are um, I would say whether they know it or not, they're based on what he did 20, yeah. 20 and 25 years ago. So unfortunately, as we always say, the two of us are always a little ahead of our time. Yeah. Um, so when we come up with these crazy ideas, like we were had put an, a proposal in for a windmill here in Chilmark um, right when I bought the end, so 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, what? What are you talking you know, about? Now, this now is they're sprouting all up all over. The they thought we were and, nuts. Yeah. So, which we're a little nuts. Yeah. But he, <laughs> um, he had. And that's why we love you. There you go. I'm glad. Thank God.
1: Somebody. <laughs> no. Um, without that, we would not be getting anything done, I don't think. You have to push those crazy exactly, edges.
2: Exactly. You've got to. We're mm-hmm. definitely tightrope walkers. Mm-hmm. With no net. No net. Um, he. Uh, so he wrote Diane Fossey, which this is a great story. Wrote her. Finally, after about 15 years, she said, "You know, all right, come and see me." And it was like, a, "Come she and see me finally in three gave weeks." Up. It was <laughs> unbelievable. So he went to the. He, at that time, he was working for ABC and he did this show, American Sportsman, which I, as a kid, which definitely was a kid when he was when he was meeting with Diane Fossey, um, watched. It was after I know this because it was after Disney. Right. And so after <laughs> Disney, on came American Sportsman. Musketeers. Exactly, Gowdy. Kirk Gaddy. Wow. Bob was a. Um, Bob was a. Kurt Gattie was Bob's mentor. And uh, and Kurt um Bob was a pallbearer at Kirk Gowdy's funeral oh, so it was really it's like another really father to him what an but amazing
1: a, person he was an amazing yeah, person
2: yeah. amazing human being and, and had you know took like the Sharon Thomases and the Scott Claytons took a chance on this 18 year old kid wow and said come work for me and he went from his and care- he had the chops he had the chops mm-hmm. he worked, went from working as a um, sitting at the corner of a secretary's desk to being the director and producer of that show at, at 20 years old wow um, and it was a show and in the, in the time where you might remember was big budgets lots of money. Um, your your wish is my command. In the old Dream days movies big.
1: Isn't it interesting how that film business has changed it's since changed. your days? Yeah, in yeah. We're it editing now. in the birdhouse. And you can. <laughs> and we sick. can produce radio shows in this beautiful lodge. Isn't that great? Here we are here in the in Because the hay you hay can travel with stuff now Which that you is pretty cool. Do.
2: So here's so the story. I'll give, you the, I'll give you the, I'm always telling, to make a long story short. That's my <laughs> line. Maybe when I die, yeah, I'll be on it'll my gravestone. It'll be on the gravestone.
1: No, the story's still going. Keep going.
2: He wrote her in three weeks. He was up there he's heading up the Karasoki Mountains there he is in the middle of you know uh, Rwanda, Rwanda um, was wondering and it. he's heading up the mountains it's pitch black they finally make it up the mountains he has 12 porters all of a sudden he sees that that cabin that you we all know from National Geographic it's sitting there right at the, the at the top of oh. this ridge and um, and he looks around and all these porters have disappeared and his gear is sitting on the ground and the porters have disappeared into the into
1: the woods into the
2: wild into the wild <laughs> and he is like what the hell is going on and then out like like the picture in geographic out comes this woman right with her shotgun backlit from the house of so the tin roof in oh. this little cottage and she said who the hell is out there <gasps> And she's got the gun, and she Bob like you know comes up. The it's entire crew <laughs> is hiding. He said, "It's Bob Nixon. It's Bob Nixon." And she looks at him, and he, she said, "Bob Nixon, you're not Bob Nixon." And he said, "Yes, I am. You know, I think he was 23, wow. maybe." Yeah. And she said, I, "I don't. You are not, Bob Nixon." And he said, "I am Diane. I'm Bob Nixon. I've been writing you for 15, <laughs> whatever it was, 10 years at that time. I think from the time he was a kid, like in seventh grade." Unbelievable. And she said. Bob Nixon is 50 years old and he's coming up this mountain to sweep me off this mountain and take me out of here. Oh, my God. She had no idea. <laughs> so for these years of, I think actually at that point, probably Bob was 27. She, They've been writing each other for a decade. They had kind of this incredible correspondence. And, her, and she in had mom in love with the 23 with this, with this man who she corresponded that with. That is too much. And so she said, I don't know who the hell you are. You're not Bob Nixon, but you look like you could use a drink. So come on the hell in my cabin. And oh that was my. And he spent a month there with her and... And, and that's the story that has to be st- told. The gorillas are
1: great, but that is exactly. this correspondence, really love letters. A lonely lady. Yeah, a lonely so, lady. A lonely lady. Who up just there. went up there with her gun and admitted it? You were going to sweep me off my feet. <laughs> there and take you me go. Off Do you mountain. love it?
2: I think that's that's honesty. That is honesty. No bullshit, Diane Fossey. And, um, so that is the, that's the Diane Fossey story. Do you like that one?
1: That's really sure. good. That
2: is really good. <laughs> I've dated the guy that is, I mean, I dated, I married the guy that was, that dated the blondes of the 70s. So I'm, I am, you know, oh, completely. You were the, yeah, but
1: he had, so his Wild
2: Oats. He, he, he had done all that. Go. And there got go. to waited for the goods. And
1: before that, you were Sarah, Mc, your your middle name is, how do you say it?
2: Got, uh, my middle name? Yeah. Oh, Thorsby?
1: Thorsby. Well, oh, you, cool got, middle name. You? Yeah. you got that too? You got that? I like that. That's the a, computer. is wild. Oh my uh, god, it's secrets. a little
2: sketchy. Although I have to say that I have four ages on the, when you Google me. I have four ages. I'm going you really? with the youngest one. No, I would take the youngest <laughs> too. My insurance company
1: took a year off of mine too. That that, that, that works for me. <laughs> Guyne, you say Guine, Guinan. I, Guinan? like G U Y N. I was wondering what that is.
2: Irish. So we get sidetracked. Yeah,
1: because I do want to talk about. I'm not about, sure if that's ADD or what the deal. is. No, it's is. totally, and that's wonderful. <laughs> I have PhD, ADD, OCD, and NFL <laughs> after my initials. Those <laughs> are all of those work, right? Exactly. AFC, CIA. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Um okay. come up with a good one. Yeah, no, they are all they all work. OCD is they definitely work. good. <laughs> <But> <laughs> so stop being so, so it's, good at everything. Maybe oh somebody my God. else can get things oh, done. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think that is that the OCD part? Yeah, it's, the, it's the, yeah, no, it's just, yeah, a high achiever. Overachievers, Can oh, yes. we just sit my back and play make dumb? My problem is I think you're the same way. Yeah. I make it look effortless. Mm. Here's the deal. And
1: when they stop asking... It's not asking, effortless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. Act it's dumb. Not I, I'm t- I actually told my daughter this. This is terrible. I'm admitting this. But I said, Hadley, we have to just sit back and act dumb sometimes. Because otherwise, you will have to do everything.
2: You got you don't, it. You know, when sometimes they, it's good. My mom yeah. always said... Be, you need to get yourself in a comfortable outside position because right. then you can decide you can come and go. Right. And to me, that was the best. That's um, good advice. I think that's good advice in in all situations. Can we take it? Not so, g- yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm working on it. Good. You got to work on it with family. What are you working
1: on? What is your What is your thing that you want to to be better at?
2: <laughs> what do I want to be better at? Um, there's a lot of damn things I want to be better at. But I think I I've had a great experience with this um, insane gig up here of these four businesses of. The human relationship relations thing is the human resources thing is it's quite something. Yeah. Um. So it's figuring out how to. Um. I think the management piece is is a big one. It's huge. So in the summertime we we blossom at about ninety employees. Wow. Um. So that's ninety. It's quite you know, an extended family. Yeah. Human beings. <laughs> right.
1: Right. And keeping um, them happy and on track and. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you, and I think that that's something. And figuring out how I had someone say I've I, it's really interesting. I, I've had quite a little summer and. And, uh, and I, I can share this because I don't think that they'll be listening yeah. <laughs> the one person I'm talking about. But I had a w- person I'm working with, and, and he I sat down with him, and I, I basically decided we need to have a little come to Jesus because our um, stylistically it wasn't yeah. working. Sometimes I not a good fit. No, sometimes yeah. not a good fit, and, and, you know, and I'm very respectful of, of people and their talents and want everybody really to do their job, and if you've got a great idea, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the first person to say, you know, got an idea, let's make it happen. Right. And my style is um, definitely I am always looking everything. I'm not a glass half full. I'm like the glass is fucking full. It's fucking full and it's overflowing. It's overflowing (laughs) Uh, because it's the only way I can approach it. Yeah. Um, So we sat down for this meeting, and I looked at him and 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 he said to me, "Um, you know what your problem is? And I said, oh, I can't wait to hear this. I'm like, all right, the doctor's in Really? He said, you know what your problem is. And I said, I know, I don't know what my problem is, but I, I like to know. I'm always you know, interested in learning about what my problem is and how I can get it together. Right. Um, and he said, you do not scare anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, hmm, Now, I don't scare anybody. What and he said, you know, and I, I said, say? well, now tell me, what, what does that have to do with what we do here every day? And he said, no, you know, there needs to be a little fear, Sarah. And I said, I don't don't really necessarily agree with that. And he looked at me and he said, you know why? The patio is not cleaned out here because nobody is scared of you. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? You know why the patio is not clean out here? Because you're not doing your job. So that was the deal,
0: and oh that didn't God. go over
2: very well. But that is, um, I think that that's something well, that I'm working hard and figuring out how to be a woman in a role in a leadership exactly, role, a strong woman. And the fact is, you don't need to be a bitch.
1: You don't need to you be, don't. be a bitch. I mean, no. and
2: I and I and as I said to him, I said, you know, here's the story. I know that each and every one of these, from the kids to Fabio on the line. Um, in uh, the kitchen, if I called them at three thirty in the morning, they would drive right to my house right. to help me. Well, that's respect, you know. Exactly. You've, you've
1: earned respect. You There's a have big to do difference between fear and exactly fear and respect. A velvet stick, I call it. You know, it's sometimes exactly. what I do with coaching. Which, that's and so we call on. It the velvet hammer. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so I, I,
2: my my firm uh, sugar goes a lot further yeah. than spice. Exactly. Um, and that's always been my, um, and I've really gotten that from my parents. That the fact is, is that if you treat people with respect. And um, you treat them as, as you would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot for
1: Um I was in retail for, for my whole life, my family, and we used to have a saying. It's a very famous saying. I love mankind. It's people I can't stand. All yeah, right, that's pretty <laughs> good. Well, I'm going to
2: put that sign up
1: yeah, in the office. Right. And at the risk of being rude, we're going to need to take another break, and I will be back with Sarah Gine Nixon in just a minute.
0: To join in the conversation right now, go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life on Purpose. Comments, questions, opinions? Then join in the conversation right now. Go to hearwomentalkradio.com and chat live online with Deb Coletti from Life on Purpose. Once again, here's your host, Deb Coletti,
1: Hand up back with Sarah Guyne and Nixon. And we were talking about civility. And we were talking about that before. We never got back to it, but I'm going to now. Because what, what, how is. That? or things it's
2: changed not, over the years, hasn't it? Think, oh, well, I think I think what happens here is that, just as I was saying before, that it's a really incredibly special place because we have a long, there are a lot of longstanding guests that have come here for generations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of our most well, famous, nice. as you know, that's Alfred nice. Eisenstadt came for 55 summers. Um, about stayed that. in the same cottage. Um, when he knew he was dying, decided that I want to die at Pilot House. Mm. Um, that that's where that's where my heart is eisenstadt
1: is a very notable uh, photographer that i'm mm-hmm. sure everybody's heard of and seen his work that is a remarkable it, human being
2: quite amazing artist and we have a lot of those guests and so they um, you know i think there's so much ownership here mm-hmm. Of the Menemtian, especially, and the beach one. But at the Menemtian, I'd say that they feel that it is their home away from home. Um, I have a woman who piles up all of her furniture and all of her belongings into her minivan and brings it to put into Plum Duff Cottage. I love the names of (laughs) these. and And it's incredible because I think that there's a spirit of... Um, wanting us to do well, right. very much invested in in this staying the same, um, which is incredible. And then we have a whole crew that comes in August that is a little different. Yeah, well, that's and August. People are so different. We're up the Chilmark store. Hey, listen, they're cleaning, upstairs. they're cleaning upstairs. Thank I'm God, like,
1: thank goodness, they're <laughs> sweeping those floors. Then she didn't have to be mean to get them to do it. No, no, no. That's
0: not working <laughs> Did not for me. I scare them. <laughs> I Man, August
1: people are different, I just have to say. Maybe because the shrinks are all here. I don't know. It was quite incredible. Or the people without their shrinks are
2: here. I, would, I mean, and I always try to think of it in a positive way yeah. that, all right, yeah. it's your last two weeks before mm-hmm. you have to go back to September, dreaded mm-hmm. September. And they really, really, really are. Um, mind-blowingly offensive. Well, yeah, it's true. I had someone, a poor, I have these, you know, I said, I've got, I'm running my youth development program. So we've got <laughs> a cute girl, Grayson. She was sitting at the hostess stand, standing at the hostess stand the other night. Um, a customer, um, Came up to her, told her that this table sucks, and slapped her. So that was quite oh, amazing. And and she just got these little tears in her eyes. And then I came in a little bit her? later, slapped her. And, Hello, and yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> it, but it's amazing to watch the tide turn. I mm-hmm. mean, you've been coming here for forever. Well, that's what and I'm seeing. That's what I mean. You just watch August, and I and I think it's. I mean, and we kind of look at each days. other. People August people and manners
1: and civility, and just people have just. There's a culture change. It is.
2: And I think that that is... Cutting
1: you off on the road, cutting you off in line Not at good. the coffee line. Well,
2: yet. you watch it even in the children. In so, the children. So we so just had an
1: experience a, at the showmark store. A little girl, just cut, just
2: the rudest, yeah, and tenacious. Who who raised this child? I am a little scary with my, with my children. So yeah. that, <laughs> that's my one area. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's something that you well see. Well-behaved
1: and well-mannered and still free-spirited and loving, wonderful Definitely, kids. But, they, but there's
2: boundaries. But that's our job. Yeah. I mean that's our job we're you know we're creating these little citizens of the future yeah. so and my kids know um you know it was funny they they called the other night um from uh, my two of my children are working at the home port and bobby's at the raw bar and maggie uh is at the hostess stand love and working it, in the back it. door how old is maggie now she is just turned 12 a few Twelve days ago and, so and she's there 14 and bobby's 14 he's shucking he's shucking, shucking. He's shucking. He, shucking he decided shucking was a lot better than bussing that's a hell of a so job he so figured hands. that one out he figured that one out fast. Bussing, yeah that's it. <laughs> exactly that second on the list oh yeah yeah but they um called me the other night and they and the manager said to me she said i Know what the answer is, but I thought I told Maggie that I would call, and she um, wanted to. She had a, you know, it was. It's quite amazing because now everybody knows. We know what Sarah's value system is. Mm-hmm. We kind of know what her answers will be, and and that's my guiding force. It's yes. really, it's always coming your from your rule book that's unwritten, no, it's my rule but book. it's yeah. No, it's, it's and it's pretty clear, and my kids are pretty clear. And about it could it. be win-win for everybody. You can
1: come out feeling great and successful at what you do because you've yeah, held definitely. yourself large. It's, right. Uh, so Maggie had a and question,
2: and I said, Angela, do you need to? Do I need to answer it? And she said. No, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I really need to call you. It was great. Brilliant. It was great. And you, I had a good little, mom. little moment with Bobby Nix. Oh, it was hysterical. He brought the girls in, oh, right? They Jesus. were all down on the um, patio. And <laughs> this is and your he, son now. Oh, uh, and so, you know, he's got the girl thing because he's 14 and he wants to impress them. And, and Bobby. Um, Bobby goes up to the back door and you know, it's this little thing where you're trying to figure out how, you know, what's the fine line of what, what are the rules? Yeah. What are the rules here? Let's, you know, set the rules for the road. And, and I hadn't really ever discussed them because there had never been where they're coming up independently and ordering things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's a no, no, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you know, it's really, it's it's really, you know, so we had to go back and set these rules and he comes up and he says to them, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'd like to get a lobster right, a lobster to come and sit and have as like an appetizer, right? right? And I was like, when I came over and I saw the meeting, the lobster, I I arrived down the hill and I looked at him and I was like, Uh uh-oh, huh? (laughs) Right? And Bobby looked at me and he was like, I said, come on over here. Don't do it. And he, come on over here. I said, come on over here. And we walked around to the parking lot and I said, you know, cut the BMOC shit out now. So that was it. The
1: MOC, big man on campus. Oh.
2: I was like, you know, I don't ever want to see that again. Oh my and I said, God. do you get it? And he was. Oh, he looked free. at me and he, said, and he said, I get it. And he said, I get it. I get it. And I said. You know, that's not no cool. Way. That's not how we do so it. And so then he said, "But I went to the window, and and Katie, um, you know, said you can get, you know." He said, I, "I I wanted to get something, and I took my money out, and he said and I wanted to buy something, but she said you don't need the money. You own this place." And I said, "Bobby, that's uh-uh. never your act." Uh uh-uh. uh yeah. oh, I wow. said, "You want to get an oatmeal cookie? I don't, yeah, let's talk about that." But a lobster. So it was quite. Um, teaching it was moment. really, really. It that's was a good what, teaching, teaching, teaching moment. Teaching moment. You know, and that's a new thing for us having that restaurant, yeah. and it's. um... And you know, it's as you know, it's it is really the, um, it, it it's an icon on the yeah, island. Yeah, it's the iconic and it's
1: establishment, and it, it was really run cool. down quite a bit.
2: Yeah, and, and in ninety thing. days
1: you turned it around. We did. It
2: was only ninety uh, days, a little less yep. than ninety days. So rolled your sleeves up, sleeves up, we got we,
1: some good advisors in and consultants. We and, did. We yeah. had
2: a really good gang that helped us. Mm-hmm. Um, they helped us set set our course. Um, got we had a little chart and we. Went on our merry way, and yeah. now we're kind of winging it on our own, which has but been a little scary. T- oh, really? So now it's yeah, all. Yeah. So all now yours. it's just all us. But you
1: set the tone and the goal for it, which is uh, the well, spirit the goal... of everything that you have, which well, is really. Well, the
2: goal was really to um, create a place that we all know that the homeport is a part of everyone's mm-hmm. tradition. They they know even if they come here for one week. The fisherman platter, you can't believe it's as big as half of this table. It's a big, it's a big <laughs> one, but they know that the homeport is really part of their tradition, and and it's in. I I sat out there the other night and I was cleaning, picking up garbage out of the parking lot and I looked and there must have been, if there wasn't three families, there were nine families that were having their picture taken in front of that sign. And they said, well, our grandmother did this, and then my mom did this. And so we're a part of everybody's tradition that they know. They're at one week of Martha's Vineyard, whether they're in Oak Bluffs or they're in Vineyard Haven Mm -hmm. or Edgartown, They're going to make the pilgrimage up to the home port, and they're going to have their dinner on Thursday night and have their lobster, and it's just how they remembered. So that was the tricky part was how do we go stealth on this. We had to do a stealth move of – um, yeah. making seamless. it better seamless without anybody knowing in it. your face exactly <laughs> you'll love this is an unbelievable one. anna who's a student that lives with her family in the summertime hot, who's oh here comes cisco yeah yeah don't tell our dirty secrets <laughs> 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 they're out <laughs> although that is the sexiest saleswoman you've ever seen in your seriously life. oh my god she is a hot mama <laughs> she comes in her bikini to every restaurant okay it's that's hysterical. not right all work stops she's <laughs> (laughs) tell
1: the crew on the job. Kelly, she's
2: the mother of five, five or six. And she is like the hot mama Cisco lady. So it's very, she's adorable. I love her. (laughs) But, but so anyway, so I was in the, I wasn't in the grocery store. Anna was in the grocery store. She saw a friend's, um, you know, that's, there's this whole mix of the, you know, how it goes Mm -hmm. with the people who have chefs and the people who, whose mom is leaving their job to go and cook macaroni and cheese. Exactly. So, um, she stopped Anna and she said, um, "This is a good, good mom moment." Um, she said, "Anna, I've got to talk to you. You have to tell Sarah this story." And I, um, and what she said was I was in preparing the dinner and they didn't know that I was in, they were sitting down on a little bench underneath the window. They didn't know number one that I could hear them yeah. or that I was Busted. listening. Yeah. Exactly. And what the, the girl was talking to Bobby outside the window and she was saying, um, something not so nice about someone and really going to town yeah. on them. And Bobby was so fantastic. Cause he just said, um, she said, I almost died. And you know, I thought, what's going to happen mm-hmm. with. You know, what's he gonna what's he gonna say? And finally he just said, Hey, so and so. I um you know, I really actually am friends with that person. And if we're gonna talk about them if you don't have anything nice to uh, say, then I'd like we need to stop the conversation. Unbelievable. And, it was, and I thought oh, Your words 14. coming through they, his mouth. They I and then, they did so, it so eventually. Anna, Anna the cute adorable Swedish young woman who has lived with me on and off for five years since Mm -hmm. the time she's 18 gets these like tears in her eyes in the bread aisle. And she (laughs) said to um, the chef, she, she was like, Oh, Sarah's going to love it. And I know just what she's going to say. And she said, what's that? And she's going to look at me and she's going to say, I'm not doing such a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> and with the truth,
1: what a great... Isn't that great? And um, I say to the community, we're going to have to wrap up here soon, but I just want to say that having someone like you run these establishments and, and make this uh, the best that, that it can be, and while it could be this Mansion setting, you've you totally made it grounded and home and uh, comfortable you. for people to come back over and over.
2: So I'm lucky to be a part of it. I'm yeah. lucky to... Be a part of the great tradition, yeah. And I and I and I feel that in some ways that weight becomes heavy to you. But yep. it's it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty um it's pretty it's a pretty great gift we've been given. Yeah. So let's hope we can
1: keep cooking and talk about a perp- person who's living her life on purpose and and continue on her path. Thank and God, I finally gotten some direction. On I this. know you know what <laughs> Thank you, you want to. Do. Thank you so much, Sarah. seriously so You can come in now. Oh. <laughs> Thank, love you mean it. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti, broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. More information at hearwomentalk.com and lifeonpurposeradio.com. Join us next week for another edition of Life on Purpose.